Listeners be advised. The Holiloquy podcast discuss matters related to the human experience and many that are sexual in nature. Due to this, some conversations may surround triggering topics such as sexual violence, self-harm, abuse, and much more. Please be advised, a list of crisis and psychological resources will be available in the show notes of this episode. With that said, let's get started with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention please as we go through the following safety instructions. In the event that there is a loss of cabin pressure, oxygen mask will drop from the overhead. Place the mask over your nose and mouth. Breathe normally as oxygen is flowing even if the mask does not Make sure you adjust your own mask before helping others. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to the Holiloquy Podcast, where we step out and speak on sexuality. This is your favorite host, Vernon T. Scott, also known as Slater Jackson, and for you freaky motherfuckers out there, Sebastian Adams. On today's episode, we're going down our checklist, well, in a way, going down our checklist of what our dating requirements are, but going a little bit different, too, but, oh, I didn't even introduce who I'm talking to. I'm so trash. I'm sorry, y'all. We have Sharita, our local sex therapist on the line. How you doing? Good, how are you? <laughs> I am fantastic. So, now I know you went to go pick up um, your list of your dating requirements. So we're going to start off with that. And if I have anything to add in terms of what mine are, I will definitely jump in there. But then we'll go into like deep and heavy of the stuff that's in like, you know, the docket. I really I need to find a different word. Docket just never seems right to me. Really? But anyways, it does it. I don't know. Like agenda I, is that better? That's ooh, what agenda. That's what all the corporate people say. I know, but that's the reason why. I can't. That's the reason why it's the corporate saying. Like, oh, so what's the agenda? <laughs> I should say memo, even though it's not a damn memo. <laughs> right. That seems weird. And in my head, I'm like, memo to chart, like for a client. Like, <laughs> oh my God. Mm, I could say notes because technically these are like my notes. Notes sound nice and formal and chill. Yes, yes. In the notes. Yes. Yes. In the DMs. Okay. I'm, I'm uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Sharita, what what are your dating requirements? Uh, so, um, it has looked a lot different throughout the years, um, but with kind of the self-work that I'm doing on myself, I, and just my own growth, um, my expectations are a little bit higher than they've been in the past, <laughs> of course, um, and everyone should have high expectations for what they want to be with and who they want to be with, right, especially if you're looking for marriage, which some people aren't, but some people are, um, you want to be satisfied in that, mm. whatever you choose. I like that. Well, before you go into that, uh-huh. just the word expectation reminded me of that saying. Uh, well, I can't say it's the same, but I keep hearing people say it. Uh, they were like, uh, if you have high expectations, you're only uh, setting yourself up to be disappointed, which I somewhat do disagree. Uh, but I can see why they say that. How do you feel about that? Uh, saying as relate to you uh, saying have high expectations 
So I think there's a difference between high expectations and unrealistic expectations. Mm-hmm. So it's great to have high expectations, especially if that's, you know, if you're, if your high expectations is I want someone who has a house because I have a house, then you deserve to be with someone who's on that same level if that's what you want, mm. right? Now, unrealistic expectations is I want someone who doesn't like to, who will never argue with me. Mm. You're not going to be in a relationship where someone, where you're not going to argue at some point, right? Um, unrealistic expectations is I want someone who always communicates. We're not going to always communicate our needs. We want to, and hopefully you are safe enough space for that person to communicate and they're safe enough space for you. And that's probably what you should expect, right? To be safe spaces for each other where we feel comfortable communicating. But what communication is can look different for a lot of people. Some people need to have that alone for a couple of days before they can communicate and process what they need to say. And then some people do better at communicating straight up and forward and direct. Um, But you can't expect everyone to be on that level. So I think it's just being mindful of what that is, right? Is it something that you feel like people can do? The person that you're going to be with, it's going to be able to do forever. (laughs) Um, Or is this something that you're just thinking more on a superficial level? Mm. And so, depends on the type of relationship you want too. Yeah. So for those people who um, follow that doctrine, there you go. Do you have high expectations or are you the expectations you put um, placed on other people unrealistic? So because we're human, and you know you have to realize you're human. You're not going to be with some super like you're not going to be with like a superman who is perfect <laughs> in every single way and is always perfect. You're going to be with someone who is flawed just like you because we're all flawed and we're all human and we're all working on ourselves and whatever that looks like. Okay, I don't know about we're all human because I <laughs> am not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Some people are aliens. <laughs> I'm only a human today, you all. <laughs> Let me stop. Um, somebody might be like, okay, is Vernon really a hellman? Like, what, <laughs> what does he look like when he's not on the podcast, when he's not around other people? Vernon, what are you in private? I'm a ghost, bitches. That's what I am. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, your dating requirements. Let's go. Yeah. So, with that being said... Um, it just so happened uh, in the new year, I made some requirements of things that I want. I have some hard boundaries and some soft boundaries that I, you know, depending on the situation. So for my um, my hard boundaries is someone who's empathetic. I, as a therapist, it is in me to be empathetic. It was before I was a therapist that I was empathetic. It's just part of my nature. And so being able to have someone who can also meet me, like, I don't expect you to be a therapist. It'd be great if I dated uh, another therapist or social worker, but um, but to be someone who's like an active listener, right? So if I'm coming to you and I'm telling you something, you actually hearing what I'm saying and being there for me. Um, and that's hard for some people to do, but... Mm-hmm. For me, that is one of my hard boundaries. I'm realizing as I've dated that I didn't always get that. And mm-hmm. I was the person that everyone came to, but I had no one to go to. 
So, and I think a part of that also adding to that is like being a safe space for me to be who I am. Um, Cause I know that I do so much of being that safe space for other people that I need someone who's also going to be a safe space for me. Mm. Um, another hard boundary or hard thing I have is a communicator. And so in, in figuring out, it, even if we don't communicate in the same type of style, but being able to at least be able to communicate to a point where we can come to a, like a common ground about things. And so that may look like agreeing and disagreeing sometimes, right? But being able to communicate their needs and wants, because I do a very good job of communicating my needs and wants. So I want the one, I don't want to guess what you want. I don't want to make the assumption that you need this in a relationship and need this for yourself. Um, and then I think adding to that is someone who is self-aware, right? So someone, I want someone who's been in therapy. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> I want someone who's done some of that work. I'm not here to do the work for you. Uh, and I'm not here to be your therapist to talk about your, if, if we're having conversations about trauma, I don't want to be the first person that you talk to about your trauma. Because mm. then that changes the dynamic and I'm no longer your partner and I'm your therapist. And that gets me very burnt out. You need to find someone else to talk to about your trauma. Now we can talk together about it, but to process it, you may need a therapist, not me. Mm, <laughs> I'm not the therapist for that. Um, someone I'm attracted to. So if you <laughs> the way you said <laughs> no, because if you're if you're not new to this channel, we've talked about how in the past, part of my own self-love journey is that. I've dated people that I weren't attracted to because they were nice to me and they, you know, they had positive things about them. So it wasn't just like, oh, okay, you know, you're ugly. I'm going to date you. But I, I'm really being more mindful of like loving myself and having that confidence and being like, I'm cute. Like, what are we talking about? Why? <laughs> and that's it. I think everyone's cute in their own way. And I should be able to be able to look at you and be like, I'm attracted to you. And you're not just someone that I'm dating just because you seem nice. Mm. Um, and everyone should, because I've, I've had this conversation, unfortunately, with a lot of um, African-American women. I can't speak for any other cultures um, that a lot of us have been in situations where we settle. Mm. Um, so if that, that settling has looked like dating people we're not attracted to, dating people who were not financially stable, a lot of just giving a lot of ourselves and not getting all of that in return because at the end of the day, we didn't feel like we deserved it. Mm. And there's more to that, but I think part of that is we didn't feel like we deserved it. That's real. Um, and if you listen to like Kevin Samuels, he'll go on a whole rant on. <laughs> but um, <laughs> rest in peace, I guess. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, and then adding to, so piggybacking off of that, right? I want someone who's financially stable. So I, you don't have to currently have a job right now, but if you're like, if you're in between jobs, like you just got laid off, whatever, I'll still go on dates with you and stuff, but we need to have ambition. We need to have goals to get to where you need to be at. And if you do have a job, I need you to be hitting around the same that I'm hitting because when I go out to eat, I like to eat. Like we talked about this in previous episodes. 
I'll buy crab blood. I will get the surf and turf when I go out because that's what I like. And I like steak and I like lobster. I don't want to have to go out and you're paying for it. And I have to be concerned that you're going to, like, I have to do the two for 20s. Like, that's not <laughs> what I want. And so. I get that. Um, so let's see, what else did I have on here? We talked about, so communication, what communication is patience right? We're all evolving. We're all growing. And with that, there's going to be moments in our relationships where I've evolved from this person I was when you first met me. And so being able to be have be patient in that growth and in that change, just like I'm trying to be patient and seeing you evolved and, and who you were from when we first met. So yeah, trusting. Da, da, da. And then I said, um, if not a mate, so this is a soft one, but soft and hard. Um, <laughs> if not, like, if you're not, like, amazing at sex, you don't have to be great at sex, but we have to figure out, you have to be open enough to do the things that I want to do, and, like, I'm open enough to do the things you want to do, so we can have beneficial sex where it feels good for both of us. Mm. I need someone, like, if there's people who just have really great sex and that's great. And that's what I would want. That would be a soft, like amazing as sex would be definitely my soft one, but on a hard one, like willing to work on the thing, like work on, take directives. If I'm telling you to move your hand here or do this, cause this is what pleasures me being open-minded to doing that. Hmm. So I'll have to say on your list, well, yeah, oh, your list, I'm with it. Like, I, so many of those things, I'm like, yes, that is something that I even have for myself. Like, most definitely with the, like, the financial security, of course, that is um, a need, but communication. I, I want someone or I need somebody who communicating with them or talking to them is not hard. I, I like easy communication. Like we can talk about what's going on with us. There's nothing that any person's offended by, by whatever we're saying that they can, um, we can send like voice messages if need be uh, to clear up things or talk over the phone to clear up any miscommunication that we've seen, um, that we ask questions, clarifying questions about, oh, okay, what did you mean by this statement? Or if I jump the gun and assume that something was um, not what it was, you're able, are they're able to like, just communicate like, no, that's not what I said in this moment. No, I actually meant this, that, and the third. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm so sorry. I just don't know how I got there. I went completely left <laughs> and you were going straight down the, the, the path. Um, like having great communication, going to therapy is definitely one of those things. I like if you're not doing self work to improve yourself, make sure that you're getting right mentally, uh, whatever getting right is to you. If you're not in that space, then you're not in the space of me wanting to date. And like you said, you don't want to be anybody else's therapist uh, and I don't want to do it at home either because I want to have peace of mind I don't want to feel like I'm working whenever I come home of course whatever's going on in your life very open and I'm willing to have those kind of conversations but if you're asking me to do my job while I'm at home <laughs> uh, we have a problem that's that's one of those boundaries that I feel like 
doesn't have to be crossed. Uh, like we can communicate about something that happened to you without having to go through the mental processing of it all. The Holiloquy podcast focuses on the variability of sexual expression. When it comes to sexual expression, we often depend on pornography to illustrate how one must perform sexually. For those who have not learned this by now, the stuff you see in porn is not real. Pornography provides a singular perspective of sexual expression that is not often the reality we see during our own sexual encounters. The Holiloquy podcast is a conversation that takes you outside of the compressed box of what many know about sex. Some of the topics we discuss includes kinks, condom usage, status disclosure, and past sexual experiences. The Holiloquy podcast steps out on sexual norms and recognizes that the norm is not the only normal. Subscribe today and join the conversation. Communicate about something that happened to you without having to go through the mental processing of it all. Uh, it's like, oh, no, that's very un unfortunate. You do want to talk about it. Uh, if you don't, that's cool. If you do, okay. But I'm not going to be like, okay, so, you know, going deep into it. No, mm -hmm. we can handle this on a surface level. <laughs> like, give me uh, the Cliff's Notes version and you handle the full story in therapy. And yeah, that's... But like for me, whenever I think about dating requirements, I really think about those words themselves. Like you, this is what is needed for me to want to date you. Like I'm very intentional when it comes to dating people because of that. Like, yeah, we can for like hookups, the requirements are completely different. But for something I'm looking for uh, in terms of like something long term, that's a list that that you have to prove to me or show to me that you are someone that I'm worth investing that time with um, before I actually go down that path. Um, we're going to have conversations. We're going to uh, engage in dialogue uh, about things other than sex. It, we might even talk about politics because I might want to know if uh, something comes up that down the line we might really like if it comes to the value of uh, my life or my friends' lives, I want to know that you would be one of those people that will be supporting them, like anything dealing with trans issues. Personally, I'm uncomfortable with dating anybody who doesn't support trans people or doesn't um, value their life because one, I have trans friends and right. I cannot bring you around my friends if you don't value their life. Like, I need somebody who'll be out here in these streets with me. Like, <laughs> what's up? <laughs> but like, these are the kind of conversations that I have before I even see like, oh, I fucks with you on that level that, you know, we can date. Like, it's be intentional with your dating. That's that's all I can say there. <laughs> um, so to go a little bit deeper into this conversation, one of the things that we did talk about in the intake meeting is being self-sufficient and uh, allowing that to be one of those requirements. Uh, what is self-sufficiency to you and why is that important? Yeah, so I think, um, you know, we talk about previous episodes that we've had, we've talked about kind of codependency. So when you think about a relationship, 
if one person is not self-sufficient and the other one is, that can lead ground to a lot of codependent relationships. Mm -hmm. And so I want someone who can be a whole person without me mm -hmm. so that I can be a whole person without them. And we just are together making things better versus if I leave, like if you think about kind of even like hobosexuals, right? The idea of homosexual, mm -hmm. which is basically <laughs> this is not a that's not a therapy term, you guys. It's um, <laughs> so it's like the idea of like a guy who doesn't have like a place to stay, so he's in a relationship with you, and then y'all break up and he's homeless, basically, right? So I wouldn't want to be in a situation where that's even a thing, right? Like, mm -hmm. I want you to be sustainable. You have your own house, your own car, whatever that looks like for you. And I'm self-sufficient in that. And we're just making ourselves better when we're around each other. Yes. Oh my gosh. Like, that's a, that's a conversation I have very early on with people that mm -hmm. I'm interested in dating. Cause I, I don't mind telling somebody. I need someone who is a whole person because I don't want to be, because uh, I'm very, like for myself, I'm extremely against codependency because I don't want to be someone's world. I don't want to be the person that completes this other person. I don't want to be um, the 80 to their 20 or the 20 to their 80. I don't want to be that. Mm -hmm. I want you to come to this relationship as being a full whole person and knowing like that doesn't mean you cannot have things going on with you that you have to have um you know your own house your own car I do hope that you do have a job because that is like I like to go places so and I don't mm. like to fund everything so <laughs> having your own source of income is also a great thing to have but you know whatever those things look like for that person but have being whole means for me having yourself together knowing who you are having your own sense of happiness that I, you don't rely on any other person to complete that happiness for you or to complete your identity you are who you are. And when we come together in this relationship, we are two whole people. This is going to be a relationship of two, not half and half making one or mm -hmm. whatever the percentage breakdown is. We're not making one together. We're making two together. And I like it to stay two until let's say we build off and start making like three, four, five, six, seven, eight and a dog. But until that happens, let's just be two individuals. You have your own likes and dislikes. I have my own likes and dislikes. And the things that we have in common are great. The things that we have separate, we can talk about and still enjoy each other. Like, I don't want a partner who loves everything that I love. Like, it's great, but I see that as being a little bit boring in terms of communication because I don't want us to always be talking about the same shows because I actually want to know about this show that you're watching that I didn't like, but you loved it. So I want to know why you loved it so much. Of course, yeah. I might have my really that all that happened. It, it, it was given trash. It was given dumpster fire. It was giving the moldy thing at the bottom of somebody's trash can that's <laughs> fine because actually my trash can is really clean but you know all the liquids and shit and it's smelling up the entire apartment that's what it's giving but you said it was great how how was that show great like that's the kind of things that I 
look forward to when it comes to a relationship because I want our differences to be something that makes our relationship stronger. <coughs> so um, in addition to having your own house, job, and all this other stuff, what is your stance as it relates to a person's educational background? <laughs> so I'm torn about this and it's something that I'm still kind of figuring out. For me, I need someone who has at least their bachelor's. <clears throat> so part of my part of my dating history, I've learned along the way that I love having these conversations about research. I love having these conversations about these really like abstract articles and things of that nature. And if there's someone who doesn't have that same background, so I say at least a bachelor's, a master's would be great too, because you're doing like research methods and that. It it really messes up the conversation because that's something that I really enjoy. And I know for myself, when it comes to when I get into arguments, I am really quick to be like, well, here's the article to prove what I'm talking about. And so being able to, <laughs> which <laughs> it's kind of the- That's hilarious. But anyway, um, I need someone to have that back and forth with me. To be like, oh, well, you brought up this article, but what about this article that came out in 2019 and shows this? And then we can have like these like more intellectual conversations. And I'm not saying someone who doesn't have a bachelor can't have intellectual conversations or can't talk about research, but sometimes it feels a lot more, it feels more authentic sometimes when I'm talking to people about like, a, a lot of my life has been in school. Mm. So my life has revolved around going to college, revolved around getting my master's, becoming a sex, like I'm constantly educating myself and constantly doing research on things. And so I need someone on that same level who at least can talk and, and be there for me and have these similar background when it comes to that. Mm, I understand. Well, this is off topic and I'm going to go into my view on that too. Are you planning on going back to school for anything else? outside of your continued education and are you pursuing a doctor anytime soon or a second master's um I've thought about a second master's but no not right now I feel you was gonna pay me so my thing is when I've thought about a second master's it would be like social psychology because I really Uh love and a part of social psychology is just doing these like experiments and doing research and like being a part of that like that's super cool for me um and sociology is like that too depending where you can go like you go to certain like cultures and get this qualitative data and and stay there for months and just learn about a culture like I would really love to do something like that but it's just one is too expensive and then two I just I don't know. Child I'm not going to put that out there yet. Let, let there be a, a scholarship and a grant <laughs> <laughs> and a fellowship that comes your way on that one. <laughs> I get it. Look, if I if this um, current program was not paid for, a uh, hoe would not be in school right now. It would just be like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> let that dream go. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely get it. Um, for myself, I I have been contemplating this um, for some time because, like, I 
I do want someone to have somewhat of some college experience. Um, probably not necessarily a full bachelor's degree or what what have you, but um, maybe have a. Uh, they've taken classes or they know research the research method or they know how to find reputable ar arguments they, uh, well, articles they know how to have a constructive argument with people um, they have an educational background that in, to a, um, to an extent that we can actually have an intellectual conversation uh, because I do like to talk I also like to engage in different media too. So if I can have a partner who is able to do such a thing, I'm very happy with that. Like we can discuss anything. Like um, there's someone that I'm currently talking to now um, who fits a lot of my requirements and literally it's very scary for me because this is like a new territory and I'm loving it. Uh, and I don't know where exactly we'll be by the time this episode airs I hope we're a lot further along <laughs> let it be um but like even with our conversations I don't necessarily know his educational background um he might have a bachelor's I don't know for sure I forgot but with within our types of conversations they have a level of intellect within them it has I know what I'm talking about I can do research I know how to find um the material I need to prove something right or wrong. And that's the kind of engagement that I look for when it comes to someone's educational background. Like, can you express yourself in a coherent thought? Uh, are you able to dive deep into the literature or dive deep into whatever it is that we're watching together or watching separately or uh, engage in even political things to have a conversation about these that that's fruitful somewhat educational for both of us or um, opens my eyes a little bit or I open your eyes something is there enough there where we can have actual processing that takes place yeah. uh, and if not then it's just not something I want um another thing we, I know we we had the episode about it um but I guess it's, it's been like a year anyway so one of the things that we did talk about as it relates to the topic of data requirements is preferences as well as deal breakers um and for me, preferences is, is one of those things that, yeah, I can prefer this, but if I get something else, it's all good. You know, it's not a requirement. It's just there. <laughs> I would like this, but it's not mandatory. But a deal breaker is that thing that, oh, no, I just can't do that. Like yeah. you fit a certain category that is um, that makes me uncomfortable. I'm not going there. That's a boundary. Like I do see deal breakers as just being a hard boundary that you just don't want to pass. So what are some of those preferences for yourself? And also what are your deal breakers? Yeah, I think that, that uh, is very similar to a list I made, right? So, I mean, mm -hmm. even if we think about the list that I talked about earlier, deal breakers, I mean, some of those that I mentioned were preferences, but deal breakers are like, you're not being self-aware. Like if you're not self-aware about yourself, you haven't done any of the self-work. That is a deal breaker for me. Like I'm, I'm 30 years old, 31, I guess now. <laughs> um, 
And I just can't. Like, at this point, you haven't done any self-work. That's concerning. And if I want to be in a relationship with someone, I need, I don't, I don't need them to just now be starting their their journey mm. of learning that. <laughs> I feel you there. Like, I think ambition is one of those things. I might put that in um the preference category uh that's something i'm still debating um like ambition is great it does mean that they uh have goals that they want to you know set for themselves and they want to pursue but i also feel like the lack of ambition does not mean that they cannot be motivated to do things it just means that they're comfortable in where they are but it just depends on where, what that comfort is for me, uh, where it may become like a deal breaker because like if, if where they're comfortable at is not like aligned with what I want within a relationship, then I don't see reason of going that route with them. Mm-hmm. Um, like, let's say if they, they ha- had their peak in their career and they don't want to go past that, Okay, cool. That's fine with me. Uh, I, that's great. And this is kind of like uh, with the self awareness. If their peak is, if they're, uh, if they feel comfortable with being a person who, I don't want to use transphobic in this one, uh, a person who likes to yell rather than communicate with me uh, <laughs> without yelling, or if they have their own, like, they, like to be more aggressive uh, in how they act towards me or how they uh, see me and it's, it makes me uncomfortable and they don't want to change that to fit me, then I, and this, you know, this is just who I am kind of people, then for those, I accept that for them, but I also realized, okay, we cannot pass go. Like, I would rather you, like, this is the person I would rather have the ambitions of wanting to be a better version of themselves. But if this is their better and this is their best, then I have to let it be be there and move on to someone else. So um, a, additional deal breaker. Uh, yeah, I can't, I cannot handle aggression. It triggers me. That that's a deal breaker for me like even as a therapist so even as therapists like we have to constantly understand like our biases and like things that we just just you I'm gonna have to put refer out for you Mm -hmm. and being overly aggressive um that's not it and I know part of that is my own trauma right Mm -hmm. and I I just would rather not (laughs) look I get it like I'm comfortable with, I guess, staged aggression, meaning like if we're in a scene, it's some kind of role play that me and um, my partner are doing and the character that they're in is to be aggressive. I'm comfortable with that. I know that's where this is coming from, but when it's your constant state, (laughs) when you're always this person, it's too much for me. It's like... um, it, am I being really heard in this? Um, is my consent in play at all within this um, scenario? Because if it's not, I don't want to be in it. Like, do I have personal autonomy or do you think that you rule over my body or, or my identity? Right. And if you're constantly getting to a point where you're that dysregulated, I'm concerned for you, right? If every time 
you get upset, you're cussing someone out, being aggressive, whatever that is, I'm concerned because there's no way you're going to be able to continue this cycle of like, I'm at a 10 and I'm going back down. Like you're constantly at a 10. Mm-hmm. That means you're not hearing what I'm saying. That means there's no way I could calm you down because you're at a 10. And that means you don't know how to regulate yourself, your emotions, any of that. And that's really concerning. That's only going to get worse. Yes. And that actually brought up another deal breaker for me. Lack of conflict resolution skill. If you cannot, <laughs> if you really cannot uh, solve problems, you cannot uh, uh, communicate within the realms of conflict, uh, either for myself, for yourself, or for other people that we're around, most definitely if it comes to like friends, outings or whatever, and we see that, oh, friends are having some issues, let's try to like de-escalate the situation. If you lack those skills, then um, I don't see how far we can go because uh, I know that when it comes to arguments with somebody and, you know, passion is there, trauma may be there, uh, it can get heated, but sometimes we have to check ourselves and just like, whoa, wait, 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 wait. I almost went to a place where I don't want us to be at. So mm-hmm. let me calm myself down. Hey, I need to go for a walk uh, so I can clear my head a little bit, come back and have this conversation or whatever the case is. If you're not able to do something like that, then uh, of course this is going off with the aggression thing. But I I cannot be in a relationship with you. Yeah. Um, the last thing for well, it's not necessarily dealing with preferences. Well, I guess it is within pref- the realm of preferences. But are you willing to date someone who has kids? Yeah, to an extent. Mm-hmm. Um. I think my max is two. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have any kids. So two, it's just, and then even if I had kids, I think my max would have been to only have two. So, (laughs) Um, and then it depends on the kid's age. Mm. I'm a little concerned when someone approaches me and they have a newborn. Mm-hmm. and it may have been the applicable y'all broke up and whatever whatever who knows but I am I'm just a little bit concerned one I've been on the other side of that of having a friend who had a newborn and she you know her and her boyfriend broke up or whatever and there was so much emotional trauma in that mm-hmm. um even though it was kind of applicable amicable but it still was like when when women have their kid, there's a lot of hormones that go into it and they really want to fight for that family, regardless if they want to be with that person or not. And so it's really hard to let go of that. And it's really easy for guys, um, not that all guys do this or take advantage of it, but it's really easy for guys to take advantage of all of the perks of that, um, that the woman may be trying to do um, to keep that family. Mm. Then straddle kind of straddling that line of, oh, I'm dating other people, but, you know, I'm here for the family and, you know, all of that. So I'm, I'm really concerned. Like I would prefer if the kids were at least a year or so older. And um, of course I want to be really mindful of the relationship he has with his um, child's mother. So I don't care if they're like, they're, if they're best friends, that's actually great. I wouldn't want it to be a situation where if someone's coming to me and they're like, oh, well, baby, my baby mama's crazy. I'm side-eyeing you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering 
there's one or two choices that come in my head. What have you done to her? Mm. Uh, or was she crazy when you got her pregnant? So if she mm. was crazy when you got her pregnant, then you don't have very good problem solving skills, do you? Or you don't have very good control. Cause like I've talked to some guys who are like, yeah, she was like this when I when I don't even know why I got her pregnant. She was like this. And I'm like, so you don't have very good mm. like willpower or critical thinking because you knew that this could potentially happen, but you allowed pleasure to oversee your your thinking skills. And that's mm. concerning. Cause what if you do that in any other situation? Oh my. I feel like you gaslighting. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> but that's real. That's some real shit. You look, you you really do have to think about that. Like, if you got a crazy baby mama, like you said, what did you do? Was she already crazy? And why did you go down this route, fam? Like, is it what what's causing this crazy? That's that's my main concern. That really is my main concern. Like, what was the was it just that good? um do you, do you just got her stuck on stupid is she still in love with you is that what's going on if are you not communicating with what the hell this relationship is between y'all two it's it's a lie it's a lie yeah like and there's two sides to a relationship right so I, i'm just curious what was the breakdown of your and if you're if you can't even take accountability if i say well why did y'all break up you're like well because she crazy and she did it and it's all about her 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 Mm. that means you're not very self-aware of yourself because in any relationship there's two people in that relationship Mm. so if it's all about her where's your self-awareness where's your accountability for that Mm. look if you out here with the baby mama and you blaming her it's time for you to do some self-reflection that message was directed at you (laughs) (laughs) oh god um Oh, I remember. Um, so I would say with myself, uh, I am open to dating someone with kids, but I will prefer that they do not have kids. But if they do, um, I will rather that they have older kids rather than younger kids. Mm-hmm. Like um, I, previously, I was open to like regardless of whatever the child's age is, but I was um, listening to a podcast. Uh, it's the Noam Tombaugh podcast, and the host will be on the Holiloquy podcast. Like, um, it, his episode will be out, like, way before this one, but, like, um, Zahir and his guest, uh, Taz Dorillis. Taz, he was talking about how um, he was dating this chick who had kids and he really became attached to those kids well I think she only had like a a son or something but you know he had that attachment with them and then they broke up and he was like how do you deal with that you have this attachment to these kids and you're no longer with their mother and now either you watch them grow up from a distance because you you're not their biological father so you don't have that role to play necessarily but you still have that attachment so after hearing that that made me reflect on can I handle that if myself and that parent were to separate and I've gotten to know these kids for five years and built that emotional bond I feel like for myself I will want to continue to be in those kids lives but i don't have a true say so of whether or not that's a thing Uh, and if I don't then now I have to 
process it, process that, get over those feelings, uh, do the self-work that's needed to get over that attachment with those kids, uh, see myself as no longer being their bonus dad or what have you. And I don't think I will be able to put myself back in that space ever again to wanting to have to deal with anybody else's younger kids. So I will prefer like your, the kids be like, almost full bold eggs like they they're ready to come out the damn water like <laughs> take them to college they're in high school they're not going to be here that long like whatever that like that whatever it is as the time goes past like the kids will not be like oh what happened to vernon um like they'll be self-aware enough to know okay Vernon and mama or Vernon and daddy they were dating and they're no longer together it's cool he was a cool dude I think they're cool kids or whatever the relationship is what it is and life is good so I say all that to say is when it comes to the kids it really does depend on how old they are um, because I really don't want to go down that route of dating someone and having that attachment in having to do all the self-work afterwards yeah yeah no and on the flip side of that kids get super attached and it's Mm. super hard especially when they're younger but even as teenagers it's really hard right um so I'm always mindful of that too and like if I start dating someone with kids I'd prefer not to be introduced to the kids until like a little till we're serious Mm. um because kids get attached they get attached quick um and also it's traumatizing for some kids to depending on how that parent dates she he or she or they may introduce their kids early on and then maybe multiple boyfriends or multiple girlfriends or whatever and that's traumatizing for that kid like oh here comes another person coming in or here comes another this or mommy cares more about dating than caring about us like a lot of things can come in Mm. that's a deep conversation Mm. so now now i don't know if i can granted i don't see myself being in that position um because I'm hoping <laughs> that this the situation that I'm in now is still standing by the time this episode comes out and it continues to stand until for a lifetime because I'm done with the streets. I am done with the streets, y'all. It's so damn annoying out here. Anyways, you ready for some sex questions? Yeah. All right. Let me go ahead and grab me one. All right. So... What springs to mind when you hear the word threesome? Have you ever had or fantasize about group sex? Um, describe who would be in your dream orgy. Um, yeah, I've had threesome before. We talked about this in the previous We did, episode. we did. Um, like, as far as celebrities in my dream orgy. Ooh, the, look, all is welcomed in the dream orgy now. <laughs> <laughs> um... Because I'm pro-black. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be some fuck shit, Ari. <laughs> but I stand. <laughs> I'm going to put Zendaya because she is freaking gorgeous. It is. Um, Michael B. Jordan because he is awesome. Did you see Black Panther too? I have not yet. 
he has locks and he is wait he's not dead oh oops um this <laughs> <laughs> Dead. I was like, wait, wait a second. I thought this motherfucker died in the first place. He, he is dead. Okay, gotcha. Um, <laughs> uh, don't air this. <laughs> you know it's not going to be done. At this point, y'all should have seen it. Black Panther 2. So it is. I should have seen it by this point, too, y'all. It's, it's, it's on me. It's on me. <laughs> and I have I have access to it and still have not seen it. Oh, okay. Anyway, whew. anyway, he's fine. Um, I think those two, I would like a threesome with them. That would be fine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's it. Um, I mean, if you gave me some time and I really thought about it, I could come up with more people, but those are the two main people that I want right now. I support, I support. Um, I know for myself, well, we of course talked about it here. Um, definitely been in threesomes. Um, I, I, I do have the occasional fantasy of like more than three people. Um, so definitely open to like, wait, I'm sorry. What's up? Omarion and his two brothers. Can we just add? No. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to add them. <laughs> I'm so done. I, I feel like they might be uh, into some shit like that. Like... They probably are. They're doing trains, I'm sure. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> like, I, um, let's see who will be in my dream orgy. Um, hmm. Of, of course, Odell Beckham. Because that's always he's always there. Um I would throw in Chris Brown. I don't know why, but just just for the hell of it. Um uh, it's, it's one of those situations like I just want to see the day. Well he hasn't you've seen it. It's been no there's pictures out of uh, well I will actually throw in Soldier Boy because you know, no, no is it no, not yeah, it's Soldier Boy. Yeah, Soldier Boy. Uh, or is that Boosie? No, it's no, it's not Boosie. Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy. Have you have you seen his news? Mm-mm. Oh, girl. Oh, girl. He out there. Girl. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. Um, toxic, but you know, at the same time, I will still, I will still do that. I will still, I will still, uh, fuck Soldier Boy and just be great and be happy and don't tell anybody that this happened. Um, <laughs> so soldier boy if you ever hear this podcast reach out to a motherfucker ain't nobody gonna know anyways um i might oh um what's his name he's also um very anti-gay but might as well the baby throw him in there um he's so tiny right um oh meg Oh Meg, yeah, I about Meg. Yeah, I don't know. She's a lot. I'm like, I'm. She might be too much for me. Look, you're right. Um, but like, she got a lot of ass. Oh, she got so much. I wouldn't know what to do. Exactly. I'll be scared, but I will appreciate that she's there. Rihanna. Oh yes, Rihanna could definitely get into this. Again, another person I'd be too scared to touch. Um, then uh, who else? Um. Oh, scissor. Oh, after or before the BBL? Ooh, that's a good question. Before. 
Mm. Um, her, um, cause her is just gorgeous. Yeah. And who else? This sounds like a fun ass orgy. Now think about it. We need to get this on camera. Um, ooh, nah, I'm not going into all my favorite um <clears throat> Twitter porn people. We're not going into that. Um, I would say that will be that will be my my list so far. Okay. I need you know what I throw P Diddy in there. I don't know <laughs> why he needs to be there, but I feel like he needs to be there. Okay. Maybe to watch. That seems so random. Right. Yeah, he he could be there to watch and not play. He's I'm probably sure. into that. I feel like he is too. He's giving me, he's he does give me voyeur vibes. Oh yeah. We do love a good voyeur. Um, you ready for another one? Yeah. Have I know the answer to this? Oh wait, no. This is okay. I read this question wrong. Have you ever given or received broad head? And have you ever been in a situation where you wanted to? No, I've never given road head. Seems very difficult to receive roadhead <laughs> <laughs> for me. <laughs> my legs are short. It seems very dangerous. Um, I have given a road hand job, and what was the last part of that question? Oh, have I had situations where I wanted to? Mm-hmm. I just haven't had a chance to. I will say I've. I've definitely had situations where I wanted to. Uh, I have not given roadhead, um, but I I haven't received roadhead before. Someone tried. I'm not. Yeah, someone did try, but I was also very uncomfortable because I was driving. Like for me, I'm like I want to make sure that we can get to this location safely, and that distraction is not what I need because I need to be able to stop where when I need to stop like (laughs) and I refuse to get into an accident and this person accidentally chomps off my dick I don't want that that's that's the thought that goes in the back of my head whenever I think of roadhead so I'm just like that's why I cannot do it that's what that's what makes me very uncomfortable uh I like my dick (laughs) um but I have definitely been uh, mutual like hand jobs uh, while driving. That has uh, that was pretty good. Um, but yeah, in terms of sucking, no, we're not doing that. Mm-mm. Ready for another question? Yeah. Have you ever flirted with or hooked up with a partner? F- oh. <clears throat> have you ever flirted with or hooked up with a partner's friend or family member? Now, while we were still together, no. Okay, now we got to talk about this. Uh, I'm going to answer this and just say no. And also add, not that I know of. <laughs> In terms of, like, family member. Because, look, when you hoeing, hoeing, shit just happens. You just never know, yeah. Exactly. Hoeing. So, um, what do you mean? Well, I had a partner that I was with. But we weren't together too long. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, right afterwards his best friend like we would hang out all the time and like years later we hooked up Mm. so it wasn't like something like i was just like i guess we're called homie hopping or anything like that um that makes sense you know i would definitely hook up with somebody's um family member and or their friend depending on who they are um not like out, out of malice but i've 
been around some people that I've uh, hooked up with and seen their friends. And I'm just like, you're lucky that you came first. <laughs> like, like you, you have some very attractive friends or even just have that, you know, you did bring it up when we were, you know, communicating and you said that you'll be open to me, you and your friend having a threesome you were okay with it then we're not really talking these days eh, might as well no right I think <laughs> it depends on the relationship too like if you were in like a five-year relationship with his and you knew all of his family and stuff that might be a little awkward but like I get I get those people who just say I don't uh, friends should not hook up with uh, other friends' exes. I get that, um, but I also like okay, is this person that you're considering ex like a one night stand? Like it was this like somebody that you dated for a couple months? Because at that case, in that case, I'm just like, mm, was this really a relationship? <laughs> like I don't mind sending that text message. Like look. Um, such and such just reach out to me and I just want to know if you'll be comfortable with it so that you're aware that this may happen you cool with it yes no um full disclosure this still may happen I just want to know how you feel right <laughs> like, like I, I feel like you did your due diligence to just let them know that you were planning on doing that but you know some people really do take that to heart so Right. Or was it a relationship or a situationship? Because if it's a situationship, I, I get free range to do whatever I want, right? <laughs> mm, mm, I agree. I agree. Look, it's hard out here in these streets. If they were good to you, let them be good to me. Because right. I don't want to end up and accidentally find something that's just poisonous out here. Like, is that is that too much to ask for? Like, can you be a friend in this moment? Gaslighting. Just be a friend of mine. <laughs> Why can't you let me be great? I'm trying to be great. Who's trying to stop my blessing? Exactly. <laughs> oh, God. On that note, Sheree, do you have any last words that you'd like to share with the audience? No, actually, this time I don't. Alrighty. Uh, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast, Sharita. You're always appreciated. Um, it's oh, at this point when this episode releases, this will be after the um the mid-season break. So that means we got November coming up. So, oh my gosh, I, I'm already starting with some of the topics and um uh, I only have one so far and I, I just need to hurry up and get done with the rest of them. But the one of the main topics, this might be one that I'm going to push to the end of the month, but it's horniness is a drug. So yeah, I'm going to do the same thing that I did last year. So um, are you going to come back for November? Yeah. Yes. Yes. All right. So anyways, I'm sorry, y'all. That's November is coming up so y'all know uh, <laughs> on a, on a, another note thank you all so much for listening to the holy liquid podcast where we step out and speak on sexuality just in case no one else told you this today you are beautiful you are worthy of happiness and joy you are enough and then some you may not live up to the expectations of others but that is okay you are only required to walk in your own shoes may each day you live lead you towards abundance with that said love you all and see you next episode bye, bye.
Thank you for listening to the Holiloquy Podcast, where we step out and speak on sexuality. You can subscribe to the podcast through your favorite podcasting app and find us on the web at www.holiloquy.com. That's www.h-e-a-u-x-l-i-l-o-q-u-y.com. Share the podcast with your friends and join the conversation.